0: feeling of fall is in the air, kids are back to school, and pumpkin beverages have officially launched at Starbucks. (laughs) Not that that matters, but this all means that there's a chance you might be ready to take a fresh start on some things, my friends. Maybe you're ready to kick back into better habits as everyone kicks back into routine. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be telling you about the number one thing you need to know if you're ready for a fresh start this fall. Welcome back to the FitFeed by Read Podcast, my friends. Today starts a new series. We are doing a fresh start series all about how to take a new approach to your health and wellness this fall. So if you're excited to make some change, you're in exactly the right place. You are listening to the health and fitness podcast for the female millennial. Step off the roller coaster of yo-yo diet and fitness trends with sustainable solutions to make positive habit change. Learn to stress less, eat smart, and move more with me, Coach Reed, and the fit-for-life-minded guests I bring onto the show. We'll tackle one diet myth at a time, give you tactical ways to make change in your life, and deliver it all with a lighthearted quirk that you just can't stop listening to. As I like to say, it's an educational audio treat better said, like a lollipop for your ears. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Fit Feed by Read Podcast, my friends. Today we are kicking off a new series, a fresh start series. In fact, I figured that aligned with fall, this is the time that we all tend to fall back into more of a routine. Kids go back to school. There's just this energy uh, that everyone kind of wants to focus toward getting their stuff together. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I love it. As someone who's very type A and who loves setting goals and being intentional with habits, probably not particularly shocking. I love the feeling of the fall for many reasons. I love fall. I love pumpkin too. If you're one of those, holler at you. But... Most importantly, when we think about our health and kind of optimizing our habits, being intentional with the way that we're living our lives, this is a great time to get back into the groove with certain things that maybe have fallen off over the course of the summer. I think for many people, the summertime is a time where there's a little bit more vacation, a little bit more relaxation. Maybe you're a little bit less stringent in terms of food and beverage choices, in terms of exercise, and all of that's okay, you guys. I don't share that to shame any of that. I think that that's something that many people experience, and it's okay to have those kind of ebbs and flows in certain seasons. Now, in an ideal world, we get to a place with our health and our habits where even in a season where we don't have the same sort of structure, we're still able to maintain our health uh, in various ways. That is the true kind of like long-term goal of anyone's health journey is understanding where you can kind of flex and flow things, but then also balancing that out with exercise, with sleep, hydration, you know, all the things that we talk about on this podcast. So this episode is a kickoff to the Fresh Start series. I'm going to be sharing with you guys the number one thing you need to know if you're ready for a fresh start this fall, and I'm going to be diving into a number of tactics or Maybe, maybe not even tactics so much, as things I want you to keep in mind as you listen through the rest of the series over the coming weeks. And as you're thinking about in your specific life, what are the things that you need to shift and change? This is not going to be a set prescription of exactly what you need to change, but rather having you learn how to assess and understand where you're at and giving you some ideas and things to think about when it comes to all areas of your wellness, your stress management, your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition, your exercise, and your activity. So over the course of this four-part series, this is going to be the first episode. The next episode is going to be more focused around the the stress-less piece of my coaching practice. So maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but kind of the three pillars of my coaching practice are stress-less, eat smart, and move more. So they're in that order for a reason. It is because we think about how do we manage stress and sleep and the way that that affects all the other areas of our health and wellness. So we're going to be starting with that next week, kicking things off, talking about some specific tactics around stress management, getting your sleep in check. We'll also then the following episode be talking about hydration and nutrition, that eat smart category. And then in the last episode of the series, we're going to talk about the move more concept so breaking down your activity and your exercise and understanding where you can make some optimizations so hopefully this is valuable for you guys it aligns with a time where maybe you're feeling ready to have a fresh start and I hope that there's some good stuff here that you guys enjoy so let's jump right on in you guys I've got five key things to for you to keep in mind as you embark on this series and in making change in your life the first one which is the number one thing you need to know, if you're ready for a fresh start this fall, is defining why you feel the motivation to make change right now. This is so critical. If you've consumed enough content around coaching and health and life change and habit change, you've probably heard this concept of understanding your why. And this truly is that. The reason this is critical is because without understanding why we're doing something... We are guaranteed to reach a point or a threshold where we simply don't feel compelled to continue to do it because we never bothered to figure out why we were doing it in the first place. And so as much as it can feel like a very existential big picture conversation with yourself to think about, well, why am I trying to change my exercise habits? Or why do I feel like I need to do some research and some understanding on potential inflammatory foods in my diet? Or why is it that I want to start having a better sleep hygiene regimen. But if we pause to assess these things, we get a much better understanding of what really motivates us. There's a few different ways to look at this. This can are there are reasons for why I can fall into a few different categories, and it can be anything from hey, I've got certain physique-based goals, but even beyond physique, I can almost guarantee you there's a deeper why to that. We can have performance-based goals, once again, there's always a deeper why. And sometimes we have habit-based goals. But once again, there's always a deeper why to that. And so one of the kind of key practices that I always love to employ with clients is the, the game of continuing to ask yourself why. So for example, you say, hey, I really want to lose 10 pounds. Well, why do I want to lose 10 pounds? Well, because I have been 10 pounds above where I feel best for five years now, and I have really not loved the way my clothing has fit for five years. Okay, tell me more about why that's bothering you. Imagine this being a conversation with yourself. Well, it's affecting my confidence, and it's affecting the way that I show up for others. Tell me more about that. Why do you find that the way that your clothes fit is affecting the way that you show up for others? I just don't feel like myself. I'm constantly subconscious of my, the way I feel in my clothing, the way that I look, And it's a distraction for me stepping into what I truly am called to do or spending time with my kids or serving at my church or being there for friends or being there for family or being there for my job, whatever that looks like. So keep asking yourself why. Dig deep till you find that emotional core of why it is that you want to make change. This is the most important thing you can do, my friends. The most important Even if you find, hey, okay, well, Reed, I actually need to get my sleep in check because I'm running a marathon in November and I know that sleep's going to affect my performance the way that I, you know, my time on the race. Okay, great. That's good information. But I want you to dig even beyond why did you sign up for the marathon in the first place? What was the motivation there? So take some time to really assess and analyze this piece of why you are trying to make change. Why are you inspired by, why are you listening to a podcast about making a fresh start? You clicked into this podcast for some reason. And so why is that? What compelled you to do that? There's something probably that's calling you to say, hey, I'm trying to make change. Why do you want to do that? Number two, the thing that I want you to also think about as you embark on this series is define what success would look like to you one year from now. This is a great thing to do in the beginning before you start making change I want you to paint a picture, a really strong picture. We all learn differently. We all express ourselves differently. And so for some of you, it might look like drawing a picture. For some of you, it might be a journaling prompt of what do I want my life to look like one year from now. It could be just sitting down and thinking about the feelings that you want. Like, how do you want to feel in your body one year from now? So a lot of different ways to break this down, different prompts, different uh, ways to go about this. The SMART goal is a very common a common approach, the specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound goal. I have a mixed relationship with smart goals. I actually would encourage that you check out my episode called Why Smart Goals Aren't Always Smart. I think there's certain situations where smart goals really do have a place. And I think there's some situations where they don't. And more often, I actually think that there are situations where maybe it doesn't make total sense. So do consider, I know that's that's a fallback for some people, if that works for you, great if you know that that works for you totally fine rock a smart goal make those kind of the T clearly defined for whatever you're thinking through also do consider as you're as you're thinking through how you want to feel how you want your life to be a year from now consider the concept of setting habit based goals so goals that maybe are not time bound goals that are specific yes and measurable yes attainable yes Right? But we want to make sure that we also are understanding the extended nature of making change in our life. I always come at things from the lens of how do we make this sustainable? How do we, how do we hold on to this for a long time? Because making short-term change, yes, there are certain scenarios for that. But generally speaking, we oftentimes are aiming to create change that's, that we can hold on to for a long period of time. We want to make shifts in our lifestyle. And so consider the benefit of setting more habit-based goals than, you know, specific time-bound goals. Difference being this, right? Hey, okay, if it's a time-bound goal, I'm running a marathon in November. I need to train. I want to have XYZ split times. I'm hoping to finish the race in about this time is a very different goal than saying, you know, I actually really want to get into running and I want to aim for running about 10 miles a week and see how that feels. And I can always adjust from there, but that's more of a habit-based goal to say, hey, I'm going to run 10 miles a week, however I want to split it up. You know, two days of three miles, one day of four, whatever it is. Maybe you're running five days a week, two miles each. I don't know. But setting a goal that is a little bit, uh, basically you're saying, what is the habit I'm focusing on versus what is the outcome? SMART goals are more centered around the outcome. So those are things to think about. As you are kind of defining what would success look like for you one year from now. Number three, the third thing I want you to keep in mind as you embark on this series is remember the principle of time displacement. One of the strongest examples that I can give is this. Imagine that you're holding a cup of water and the cup of water is pretty full. This cup of water represents your life. If you're someone who's like, you know what, I work full time, I've got kids, I've got a husband, I've got two dogs, I am involved in my church, right? Like your cup's probably pretty full, okay? So be realistic about how full your cup is. And what I want you to think about is as you add in new habits or new activities or new things that you're trying to improve upon, it's like dropping a lemon wedge into your cup every time. Every time you say, you know what, I'm actually going to start meal prepping on Sunday. That's a good thing, but it is a lemon wedge dropping in your cup. I'm going to start, I'm going to get in my 10 miles of running per week. To go back to that example, boom, drop in another lemon wedge. I'm going to increase the amount of sleep that I get by about 30 minutes every night. Boom, we drop in another lemon wedge. Usually it only takes a few lemon wedges before the cup overflows. And we realize, huh, the the metaphor there being, hey, I've run out of time. I don't have any more to give. And so I want you to really assess your calendar And understand that at the end of the day, as we're adding things in, generally speaking, something is usually going to have to be removed in order to create space or time for that. Now, there's a lot of different tactics that we can employ, and we'll dive into some of this in the series, but I want you to be conscious of recognizing that saying yes to something new might mean saying no to something that you've been doing, and to be okay with that, to recognize that that is part of the trade-off of making change. Another thing that we'll consider and we'll talk about in these various episodes is, are there opportunities to leverage tactics that do not displace time? Easy example would be, hey, I need to figure out a way to kind of manage my stress a little bit better. Maybe I want to be spending more time in the word, more time with God, more time in prayer. Or I want to educate myself on any given topic and I want to be listening to more audiobooks. Potentially you have a 30 minute commute to work. And how do you leverage that time to optimize on something that you want to improve upon, right? Maybe it's saying, hey, I want to manage my stress and I want to increase my activity. So I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk every day and I'm going to use that time as I'm making a prayer walk. Or I'm going to listen to, listen to the Bible app while I walk or a book that's centered on scripture, whatever it is, right? There's all these different ways to shake this out. But those are opportunities where we're kind of, it's kind of a double duty concept. You're already spending your time doing one thing that's beneficial or you have to do anyway. So how can you, how can you gain benefit from that time, adding in something else that you're working toward? So do consider this this principle of time displacement. Maybe uh, an approach for you to consider this week is just to start looking at your calendar and saying, you know what, if I had to scratch a couple things out of my day or out of my week, what would they be? And I know that can be a really hard question, especially for someone who's in a place where it's like, read my calendar is chock full and I'm doing good things. These are all good things. Spending time with my family, good things. Volunteering at my church, good thing, right? Spending time uh, with friends, spending time exercising, all good things. But there might come, become a bit of a conversation with yourself that you need to have around what do I need to shift in order to prioritize something else? So do think about that. Point number four here on things to keep in mind as you embark on this series is don't bite off more than you can chew. Less is more, my friends. Less is more. I talk a lot about the concept of focusing on one habit at a time. It's what I do with clients. We focus on one main habit at a time. And the reason we do that is because it's, it's the horse with blinders mentality. If you're a horse with blinders on and you know exactly where you're going, then you, there's less risk for distraction with other things. It keeps you focused. It keeps you in your lane. It keeps you moving in the direction of where you ultimately want to go. So consider as you're working through things here, the goal is not that you listen to this series, this four-part series, and you determine the 15 things you want to change in your life. And then you decide, you know what? Come October 1st, I'm changing all 15 things all at once. (laughs) That's not the goal. So consider what are the key things I want to make shifts around and how can I not bite off more than I can chew? How can I be realistic about setting goals, realistic about setting habits, realistic about what I'm committing to because it's so much better, my friends, to be, let's say, let's use the one year example. I said, you know, what What does success look like for you one year from now? If you set the one goal over these next handful of weeks, you said, you know what? I need to be drinking more water. I'm going to aim for half of my body weight in ounces of water every single day. And you we employ some various tactics for that right? If you do that, and you're actually consistent with it, and one year from now, you're still consistent with drinking half your body weight in ounces of water every single day, that is a way better success story than you attempting five new habits right now, but holding on to none of them five years from now. Excuse me, one year from now. (laughs) I'm mixing up my numbers. Does that make sense? Doing one thing consistently for the next year is way more beneficial than saying I'm going to start doing five things in October and then none of them stick a whole year from now. So do consider what is going, what is the approach that's going to be realistic for me and that's going to allow me to hold on to this. This rides right into point number five. I want you to avoid unsustainable practices. We all know when we start something new, that feeling of, ooh, I'm only going to be able to last like six weeks doing this. You know that feeling? Have you ever done that? Have you ever started a diet before where you were like, this is so unsustainable? Yeah. <laughs> and I do understand. There can be certain reasons, whether it's a sugar detox or it's we're testing for an inflammatory food or whatever it is. There can be certain reasons that we do things for a short period of time. That's very valid. But if you're approaching something that's unsustainable saying, I'm going to sustain this for the next five years, that's a different conversation. So consider, will I be able to do this just a few months from now, one year from now? Is that realistic? Or am I setting myself up for failure? Because if I continually set myself up for failure, all you do is discourage yourself that you are not actually able to make change. I can't tell you how many women I've spoken with who've said, read, I have tried so many programs, so many diets, so many exercise regimens, so many things, and I don't think I can do it. And it's not a matter of you can't, it's a matter of we need to break things down in a way that you can sustain. If you tell yourself you're going to work out six days a week, 90 minutes a day, and that you're going to only eat 1200 calories a week or a day. Yeah, that's not sustainable, right? You're setting yourself up for failure because guess what? That's too much for the human body. The human body says no. If you're going to exercise that much, you better fuel me and sustain me And, you know, on the flip side, that much fuel is not going to allow me to do what you're asking me to do in in the gym. And so how do we take a sustainable approach to our practices? My friends, let's recap. The five things to keep in mind as you embark on this series. And the number one most important thing that I want you to know if you're ready for a fresh start is define why you feel the motivation to make change right now. Clearly define that. Take some time this week to do that. Number two, I want you to define what success would look like for you one year from now. Paint a strong picture for yourself. Maybe you do actually paint it. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you journal it out. Maybe you dream about it. You visualize it. You think about the feeling that you would have in your body if you were in that place. Number three, I want you to remember the principle of time displacement. Take a moment to review your calendar and assess where could I possibly... Where could I possibly take time from in order to add some things in that I think would be beneficial? Number four, don't bite off more than you can chew. Remember that less is more. And number five, avoid unsustainable practices. Your, your key takeaway, my friends, is this. Determine if you are ready to embark on a fresh start. First of all, for some of you guys listening to this podcast, maybe you tuned in, you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. This could could be an interesting episode. And maybe you're thinking through it and you're like, you know what? I don't know if I'm super ready for a total fresh start right now. That's totally fine. Maybe you say, hey, I'm ready for a fresh start in just one area of my life. I just want to make one change this fall that's going to better me. That's great. Maybe you assess and analyze and you're like, you know what? My cup is full and I'm actually doing pretty well. And I just need to maintain where I'm at. Great. But determine if you're ready to embark on a fresh start. And if the answer is yes, I want you to, I want you to take some time this week to consider your motivation, your why, and also define what success would look like for you one year from now. The third piece would be starting to kind of look at your calendar and gauge where could I potentially pull time from if I know I'm going to be adding things in. And then my friends, Tune in for the coming episodes. It's going to be some good stuff here. We're going to talk about stress management. We're talking about sleep, hydration, nutrition, exercise, activity, all the good things, all the things we love. So I hope this is helpful. This is a good kickoff for you guys. I hope you're excited. I love the fall so much. I just get so jazzed when the weather gets cool and pumpkin starts becoming a thing. <laughs> and there's also this just like awesome excitement for people to, to get back into the groove. I love that so much. So my friends, take some time this week, work through your why, defining success and peeking at your calendar and tune on in for the upcoming episodes because there's going to be some good stuff coming your way. We will chat soon, my friends. Thank you for tuning into the Fit Feed by Read podcast. If this had a positive impact on you, I'd be so honored to have you share it with a fellow female millennial. Send it through text message or post it on your Instagram story, tagging me at Fit Feed by Read. I hope you guys have a stellar week ahead of building healthy habits. And don't forget, God loves you.